0: Okay, well, we've been
1: recording for like I don't know how long now. We haven't Two minutes.
2: Two minutes. We need an intro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you want to do the honors?
2: No, I'm bad with intros.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck, we use this, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Two P's in the Podcast. I am your humble host Shay, and I'm joined by fellow reactor rock star and Mister Nice Guy Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
1: Shay. You dingo. dingo. <laughs> ah, feels good to be back. It does. It's been been a number of weeks now since we've started releasing uh, all the podcasts and stuff, episodes and the parts and that, and uh, it kind of feels like no time at all at the same time.
2: Apologies for missing out on,
1: well, it's not the last episode, but episode two, time conflict. Schedules. Yeah, just one of those things, isn't it? I mean, we're dealing with people who are on different time zones, on different continents. It's bound to happen sooner or later. It's going to happen again for sure. yeah, there'll be a time, I'm sure, where I won't be able to make the, the, uh, the call. Oh, so. you reckon? It's one of those things. Yeah.
2: But you're almost a nice guy to end. You'll always find the t- time to
1: do I'll, it. Well, I'll, I'll be on my phone in that case. I know people who are who might be listening to this podcast rather than watching it uh, won't really get to this next little bit. But just want to say for those who are watching this, I am going to sort out this camera angle at some point. It's making me look <laughs> terrible. It's um, a bit. So I need to. I, I did attempt to... <laughs> this is probably where you're going to start this picture, at, isn't it? I did attempt yeah. to use my other screen. I have a second screen with a webcam in it. Um, but that was even less flattering than I could ever imagine. So uh, apologies for that. I will be sorting my life out sooner or later. This is a good laugh, though. It is a good laugh. Bit of a giggle. I couldn't believe it. I was washed out. I was chubby. I, I Which, through me, fuck knows why... <laughs> I mean, I know I've been enjoying my cooked breakfast lately, but Jesus, that's my weekend treat, you know? I don't think I was putting on the pounds in the week. Although we have just gone through Easter, so I've been munching on some eggs.
2: But keep in mind, snake diet is always the last
1: resort. I'll tell my wife about that. She looked into it, and in like the first few minutes of searching, uh, looking into like the subject of it, it was just full of like people, like doctors and, and dietitians saying that you really shouldn't be doing it. Because effectively it's working your organs, things can shut down and I'm like oh, I don't not, want my organs to not, cut.
2: Not if you've got the fat to lose. Once you run out of fat, then yeah, you won't want to lay off the fasting. <laughs> but as long as you got <laughs> yeah. fat, stop. Fucking idiot, <laughs> <laughs> <That> fucking pig. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I know. Well, like I say, she did the, the the research. She looked on Google for like two minutes and found that. So I haven't looked at it either way.
2: Yeah, but there's a reason for that. They have their own agendas. They have their own products they want to sell. Yeah, he's not selling anything but motivation. Even that's free. <laughs>
1: results results are like And
2: is. when I was fasting like that, was the best I ever felt. So
1: Let's just say, we're, we're we're not medical professionals, we're not professional dietitians, we're not experts by any stretch. So do your own research. Yeah. And if you want to take on the snake diet, by all means, the information is free, it's all out there. At the end of the day, it's just basic maths if you're burning more calories than you're or even just by not any you know, if you don't do any exercise, if you're just there doing your day-to-day stuff and you're consuming fewer calories than you need, you're going to lose weight.
2: There's also a snake diet Facebook group that Cole runs. And like, mm-hmm. There's thousands of members on there and there's a bunch of people just results after results after results. It's all there. Okay. So look that up too if you're we'll thinking about it doing it. But as for our first topic of the day, Dan?
1: Yes. So this, uh, it kind of sprung on me recently that my mother-in-law is in fact, well, this is where the debate really started. She was born in Germany. Um, her her dad was stationed out there for the war. Um, her mom obviously went out there to to be with him and stuff. And I think they must have been there a couple of years because I'm sure um, her brother was also born in Germany. So it was at least a couple of years that they were in Germany. But she's lived here back in the UK, like all of her life. She speaks English. She's, you know, other than her birth certificate saying that she was born in Germany, you would never know she's anything other than that she is, you know. Um so I said to my wife, So basically, she's German. And she was like, No, she's not German. She's British. I was like, Well, she's born in Germany, so she's German. Even though she's raised here, she can't speak German. She's you know, she she's literally like so. Pro British, you know, she's just a, a, a standard British citizen, and I was like, "Yeah, but she was born in Germany, so she is German, surely." And it started bringing up this whole nationalized thing, and I was thinking, that kind of makes sense. Could you get people with dual national, uh, dual citizenship? So I thought of you, Shay, because you were born in New Zealand and you lived there for how many years? Twenty three. 23 years, and and now you live in Australia. You've got to You're an Australian citizen, right? Yes. (laughs) You sound like, (laughs) like, am I? Did I move here illegally? No.
2: uh, You're confused. (laughs) Because I I went over this recently. No, I'm not an Australian citizen. I I did look into this the other day to see how many years I had to be here to be able to apply. Yeah, no, I'm actually not. And you I may had to have, have moved- Opened a can of worms. Yeah, you had to have moved here before a certain year. I can't remember. If it was like two thousand or something, two thousand three, four. I can't remember. But no, yeah, I'm just a resident.
1: Okay, interesting.
2: But as for your, what was it your grandmother? Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. German.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's in your blood. <laughs> There's no argument. But this is, okay, well, so her parents are both English. So she's, in terms of her ancestry, she's English, but she was born in Germany. So is she English? Oh, she's or born she in like, Germany, yeah. but she's
2: not, but it's not in her blood? No, no.
1: And so in, I was like, your like, parents so does, are both British? Does, is that what you just does, said? Does,
2: hmm? Did you just say both her parents are British? Yes. Okay, then for that argument, I'd say she's British.
1: So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've so, have okay. you. I, I thought no, no, I no. thought she was born there, and she was
1: German. No, no, she was moved just over. born in Germany and the, 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 because of the war. So they were stationed; her dad was stationed out there. But I was thinking, like, okay, so if I if I move to the Philippines. And with have my a wife and we have a kid. She is and they grew and they grew up in a you know in a in a Filipino school neighborhood. You know, they speak Tagalog, met somebody else, you know, are they are they still English? Yes. Or are they no, Filipino? They are,
2: they are English, but also Filipino by heart.
1: See you could say that I, I I don't know. I, I I sort of disagree with that. If, if
2: one of the parents were part Filipino, even in the slightest way, then they would be Filipino. Part Filipino.
1: Yeah, so by blood, the kid would still be English. Yes. But in every other aspect, they'd be Filipino. By heart. It's just really confusing though, isn't it? Because then you start wondering like... Did you think I was going to say the opposite? I don't know. That's why I was kind of picking your brains about it because I thought if you'd move to Australia, you'd have a, a dual citizenship. Maybe you'd be able to kind of
2: even if I did, I would I would still consider myself a New Zealander. I love Australia. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I don't. I'll never be Australian. Yeah,
1: so you're a New Zealander. Yeah, because you were born and raised in New Zealand.
2: Yeah,
1: by New, New Zealand, Zealand
2: parents. <laughs> New Zealand blood. <laughs>
1: Mouldy blood. Yeah. I had a good argument. but I <laughs>
2: <laughs> This actually wasn't what I thought you were going to say. I didn't realise this is the story. Yeah, well, into it's, the, it's an interesting
1: debate. Like, uh, uh, another example, um, I was watching a TV show called Long Way Up, and it's basically Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor on a motorcycle trip from South America to California. And one of the countries they were passing through – Obviously, they have to get you know their passport stamped at the different gates and stuff. And he had two passports. He had Ewan McGregor had a Scottish passport, a British passport, and he also had an American passport because he has got American citizenship. And I was thinking, but you're Scottish. You may have applied to be a citizen of the United States and had that you know granted to you, so you are effectively an American citizen. But that doesn't make you American, does it? You're still Scottish. You're still from Scotland. You're British. You don't just change nationality.
2: Yeah, no, is that different? That's. Do you see what I mean? Though, like, I do, I do. Yeah, you can't, you can't just change. Just... Yeah, no, you don't. You not just change. So that's. I, mean, I, I understand where you're going with the whole like being born somewhere. Like yeah, that's, it's yeah. different, but it's still the same, same result.
1: As in, it's different scenario but the it's same It's a different
2: scenario but same result. Your nationality comes back to who your parents are
1: and what they yeah, are. Yeah, so in in Ewan's <laughs> case, he's British. Yes. So now if if he has a kid with an American citizen,
2: that kid is British and American.
1: Yeah, if
2: the partner is American,
1: Yes, they'd be half British, half American. Yeah. And their, you know, birth but certificate, nationality, et cetera, would be yes. American because that's where they were born. Yes, but he is not American. No. Even
2: if he has documentation, you're is British. Why I it,
1: this is why I think it's a bit strange. Like, so what? It's like a nature-nurture thing, isn't it? It's like, are you defined by where you live or are you defined by who your parents are?
2: It's kind of a different topic altogether. It's not just ethnicity.
1: It's like who you are
2: to the core. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting it out there
1: to everyone else who's watching this episode or this part of the episode, and... um, if you have, I mean, especially because Filipinos move all across the world, aren't they? The overseas Filipino workers. And I know a lot of people yeah. are, are, are around the world on work visas or perhaps they are moved, you know, legitimately moved to another country, met, you know, met somebody else and, and live another life. So I'd be interested to find out their thoughts on nationality. Do they consider them? they would obviously at that point still consider themselves Filipino, but if they've got your nationality, do they still, are they sort of, you know, the country they're in, is it Norwegian or US or? whatever, just what, what, how do they define themselves?
2: I would say that would still define themselves as for The The whole passport thing is just so makes life easier for them. It's not really, yeah.
1: it doesn't really come back to who they are by terms if, of you know, es- ethnicity. But whether you're a baby of one or two and, you know, you move back to like, in my, my mother-in-law's case, she was born in Germany, although to British, British parents, they came back to England. So whether you're like, one or two years old or 40 years old if your parents are still of a certain heritage then that's who you are isn't it that's, what that's correct
2: that's the easiest way to understand it as well
1: yeah i mean it, it's a bloody minefield isn't it
2: it's weird because in new zealand there's so many different cultures there a lot of people that live there consider themselves you know, a new zealander but everyone who lives in new zealand or lived there for a certain amount of period or majority of their life be considered a new zealander a kiwi i feel like that's different to being british or filipino or indian i don't know because i don't just consider myself a kiwi i consider myself maori so maori blood which i'm native to new zealand i put as the equivalent of being filipino or british you know it's its own ethnicity but in new zealander that's is that that's not an ethnicity Although then I'm asking myself, what would the Pakia which is white white Kiwis, pakia, that's the Māori term for you know, being white in New Zealand, they would fall under being a New Zealander. But I've never really seen like that as an ethnicity. It's a weird, Ah, oh, you've confused the fucking topic, Dan, <laughs> by asking me this question now.
1: When because it kind it of contradicts what I've just said. Even time can affect it. So, for example, I mean, I was watching a TV show recently called The Luminaries, which is basically a show set in New Zealand. It's The Gold Rush. So if you consider people coming over to New Zealand who were there for work, who then decided to reside there. So let's say British people, for example. You get British people now residing in New Zealand. There could be two Brits that get together, pop out of Sprog on New Zealand turf. They grow up meet someone else who could also be from another British couple on New Zealand turf. So at what point do then, do they then become New Zealanders? Cause then eventually they will be what would effectively not, not, not so much native New Zealanders, but there will be in the same way, like Americans. Cause you've like, you've, you mentioned Maori compared to New Zealanders, like the rest of well, uh, know, yeah, yeah. the descendants. But like, if you think of like native Americans compared to, what we now class as like the the rest of Americans, which is mostly down to invasions and, you know, people going over from Europe and stuff. So we're their descendants really are from Europeans. But that's getting into a whole nother level, I think. This is the difference
2: though. (laughs) In America, you know, there's obviously different cultures, but American, is that an ethnicity? I feel like there's. It's like no, being—it's it's like it's a nationality. nationality. It's, it's, it's nationality. Sorry, Yeah, nationality. So let me get referred back to the question again.
1: <laughs> what qualifies uh, as a nationality? nationality.
2: Oh, okay. I think it depends. It depends on what it is. Because <laughs> that's the only thing
1: that's going to match what I've said. <laughs> well, we have a huge grey area here. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you think maybe we're thinking too hard about it, maybe because, like, you know, you could go back generations and generations and it'd be a lot simplified, but there's so much cross contamination now with different yeah. nationalities getting together, emigrating. You know, there's no true blood anymore, is there? So, do you define. Do you define your nationality based on just your parents or your grandparents or your ancestors beyond that? Or do you define it by geographical location? Because that would be a... Sometimes that could be a simpler way of doing it. That's a tricky the question. The documentation?
2: I'm just yeah. Googling something real quick.
1: <laughs> this would be like a thought-provoking episode for, for those watching.
2: I've just looked up nationality versus ethnicity because this is starting to confuse the shit out of me now (laughs) (laughs) technically they are obviously different things Mm -hmm. it says people can share the same nationality but be of different ethnic groups and people who share an ethnic identity can be of different nationalities Mm -hmm. that makes sense is there another term is there another term for being from the uk
1: Being from the UK? Yes. What is it like British, English, Scottish, Irish, Welsh, Northern Irish, Irish? (laughs) Or do you mean, is that... Defining a
2: group of like everyone who lives in the UK and Mm -hmm. has been there for a certain amount of time who consider themselves...
1: British. (laughs) British we've got weird one. a lot of people who have come over here. Um, quite prominently, we've got a lot of Indian residents. And it could be, not even that far back, it could be like grandparents sort of generation who moved from India or Pakistan or something. They've come over here. Other uh, Asian countries are on offer, by the way, um, who've come to the UK for a better living. And so, of course, yeah. their children and grandchildren, which are now kind of like our age, um, who are born over here. So they are British by definition, but they are, like you say, different ethnicity. So same nationality, different ethnicity. And, you know, you could have the same people who are still living in India who are the same ethnicity, but different na- nationality. So
2: I think this is where it starts getting confusing where the nationality is the same as the ethnicity when it falls under the one name. It's when it gets confusing.
1: That'd be like a pure-blooded resident though, wouldn't it? Like you'd be, you're fully one thing. Is that not easier? Because it's like dogs. It's like you got your full-breed dogs, then you've got your Mongols. So surely having your full-bred, this is who you are. Right the way back to your ancestry line, that's kind of your full-blooded. National. But this is, this is how I look at it. If I
2: move to India, this us say I'm 80 years old. And I moved to Mm -hmm. India when I was like five, and I lived there for my entire life. Does that and and I happen to be of a white complexion? Would that Mm -hmm. make me Indian? This is my question. No, I want—I'm asking you a a different way, just to hear your answer to that. Because it all depends.
1: Assuming you speak. (laughs) Indian and everything else is Indian life. Are you, are you saying that's how you've lived your life? If you were. Yes. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? It's confusing. Um,
2: <laughs> Cause you look at him. It's, he looks, looks like you, looks like you plus another 50 years. <laughs> that's kind of you. <laughs> but yeah. Would I'd, you look in the mirror and say I'm Indian?
1: I don't think I would, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Which comes back to my point. if Just because you're born in a country and live in another one, does that make you, in this in your scenario, does that make you Indian or from New Zealand? Because okay. if it's my mother-in-law, okay. in that same scenario, she'd still be German, right? Let's
2: change it. <laughs> it we'll change the country. Same person, same white complexion, change the yep. country to New Zealand. The person would be considered a New Zealander because in New Zealand, being a New Zealander, being a Kiwi, covers pretty much every nationality. We all we all fall under one
0: mm-hmm.
2: under the term New Zealander, Kiwi, if you've been there a certain amount of time or lived there most of your life. Mm-hmm. But it's different so when you that, change the countries, so especially when it's to a country where you don't look like anyone in that country.
1: I understand what you're saying, but it shouldn't... It shouldn't matter really. Should it, you change the country and suddenly your perception changes, but why should it, but I understand what you're saying and you're completely right, but it's just, sorry. it's your mindset, isn't it? It just, so then you start, It it becomes not so much a question of nationality, but then ethnicity, doesn't it? Cause that's what changes.
2: Yeah. If you yeah, change yeah, yeah.
1: how you look, suddenly you, your idea of where you're from therefore changes. Okay, I've got another scenario. Let's say oh, okay. that this say Don't five admire. year,
2: this say five year old me moved mm-hmm. over with my parents to the Philippines, and I spent the same amount of time there. I can speak Tagalog. I'm able to blend in the crowds. Would I be considered Filipino? It's a little different <laughs> because now I'm I can blend in. That's
1: true. I'm looking, like, true. I'm looking like Filipino. Arguably, I'd say yes, but <laughs> <Yeah. kind> of, <laughs> no. it sort of contradicts what we just said about India. I know, doesn't I it? Know. <laughs>
2: And we already know. I get approached by Filipinos all the time. They all think I'm Filipino. the peanut.
1: That's so true. I don't know if there's even an answer for this. Really, we're digging yeah. and digging, but we keep coming up with different scenarios different answers, and different answers. Different scenarios. Interesting. Interesting. Basically, maybe, maybe all depends. Irrespective of what official documentation say where you're from or who your parents are, because let's let's flip it another way. Just to throw another one out there, let's say you're adopted. And you go into, or me, because I'm probably fairer skin than you are, I get adopted (laughs) by. (laughs) I get adopted by a black family, for example.
0: Yeah.
1: In another country. Now, how does that change things? Am I. Because I don't suddenly become, let's say, Nigeria, for example. I don't become a Nigerian, certainly not the way I look. But I'm adopted under a legal, you know, I take on their legal name. I live in nigeria i don't speak nigerian but then i'm still going to be british right because yeah my... because
2: it's the same as
1: the indian <laughs> <Being> in India. <laughs> exactly it's just it's just strange it's a strange one yeah so what i was saying was it doesn't matter where you're from what you look like you choose who you want to be i think that's the only thing that they all have in common you define where you are and what you, who you are. Only thing is, don't expect
2: everyone to accept that. <laughs> that's the only thing, as well. Yeah, that's very yeah, true. People are going to have their own thoughts on it. Can be judged, and then you open on the spot,
1: and that's when you get the whole racism thing, as well. Mm. I think, I think people can. It happened, there's a story I read the other day. Actually, there's a um, a, a kid in school who was bullied for being different different you know skin tone different skin color and that um even though he was fully british born over here raised here his whole life has been here um just because he looks different he was told to go back to his own country it's, it's shit it really is mm. shit but it happens and that's just that like you say you can be who you want to be and define where you are and what you and what you are but it's you then have to deal with people who may disagree with you yeah. Shouldn't be the case, but it it does happen. I'd say whatever you
2: feel in here is what you are. Fuck what anyone else sees.
1: Okay, for the next part then, um, we can talk about is... Dun, 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 cosmetic surgery, facelifts, and skin whitening. Oh, where to start? <laughs> How do you feel about this whole cosmetic surgery world in general? For me, I feel like a lot
2: of it is unnecessary. You should not prefer natural.
1: You know? Are I'm you, not a hard man talking, to please. Are you talking like
2: natural tits? Or are you talking like I don't mind it depending on what they look like previously? <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know Kinda of vary my opinion on that. But yes. As for everything else, like I know that a lot of people get their you know, faces done. I feel I feel like anything. Then when it comes to this, unless you've been in an accident or something like has severely disformed your face, then yeah, it's okay to have that done. But I think if it's just because you're not happy with how you were born, granted that you look fairly normal, then. I feel like it's sort of unnecessary.
1: Don't is entirely a, agree with it. At the same is,
2: time, to each their own. Who am I to judge? <laughs> yeah.
1: I, was gonna, I just thought of the curveball then. I mean, because it's no big secret. You went to the Philippines, got your teeth done. I feel like that's a little bit different, though. <laughs> is like, it, though? It's still cosmetic surgery. I'm not um, talking so much about it. But like, everyone,
2: gets, everyone gets the teeth fixed, like. It's kind. that's it's kind of different, isn't it? <laughs> Ain't no, no no one cutting into me. No, don't they? Don't they have to cut your teeth down for them to fit the new ones? Yeah, but isn't that the same as getting a filling? No, because a filling is just filling in the hole. They're yeah, but they a have to, to they don't just fill the hole. Sometimes they, you know, they take up, you know, they sh- shave down like whatever if there's decay around it or whatever, and then they fill it. Mm.
1: Okay, I, I don't know, I'm not a dentist. I feel like it's slightly <laughs>
2: different, you know, I'm not, there's nothing. Ah,
1: oh, you've, you've done it again, then. Hey! <laughs> you've done it again. <laughs> Making you think about it all again, aren't I? <laughs> 'Cause you you just said about like unless you've got something seriously wrong, like medically or if you've been in an accident or something's happened where you need the, well, to. Well then have you the have to done.
2: define cosmetic surgery, Dan.
1: <laughs> what categories are you talking about? To me, cosmetic surgery is anything that's been is body modification. I know,
2: but For an but improvement it it, usually. Yes, but it varies though. There's like <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't feel like teeth falls under that because a lot of people get their teeth done not just for that reason, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, well, we'll we'll swing by that one because uh, that that's probably an open debate. Um, so yeah, we've seen a lot of people over the recent years get some work done and share on their social media what they've had done and some, you know, sometimes it it is good. It's an improvement. It makes them, it makes them glow. I think it makes them feel more confident because obviously they had it done. They feel good about themselves and therefore they feel better and they, they look, I feel that they, they glow to us. Sort of like a, "Look, look how great I am. Yes. And sometimes you look at these photos and you go, I like what they've done there. And then sometimes you look at the fellows and you go, ooh, why did you do that?
2: See, now this is my reaction to those scenarios. Sometimes it's like, oh, it looks nice. And other times it's like, who the fuck is that? Like, sometimes <laughs> yeah. don't even look like the same person. Yes. Know, there's different levels to it. I think so, some
1: work's good. I mean one thing I talked about with, with the title of this being facelifts is a couple of times if the lighting is not good in this room and I'm on these web chats I get a few bags under my eyes which I wish I could just you know lose a little bit you know are you have, telling me you would get that done if I had the money I would get oh really some of these, yeah yeah I would I would lose some of these bags I'd I'd have a, a better hairline because I'm starting to lose my hair I mean I, see, I, cut, I cut it yesterday which doesn't really help yeah see like um,
2: this is where we differ like Anything that's involving my face, my just my skin, like I just wouldn't just wouldn't touch any of it.
1: But You're perfect like, the I'm, way you are, Shay. Thank you
2: there.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean I honestly I, I would have some done. I would, you know, like I said before, that's get, interesting. Get
2: a few things done. I don't think you're the type of type of guy.
1: Well, I looked into it uh, just before my first lockdown, so Of course did that, you did. <laughs> of course I did. It was probably about January or something like like last, was it 2020? And I went to, because where I used to park at work was a good 10-minute walk from where I actually worked. And along the route, there was this hair clinic that I used to glance up at and go, oh, I wonder how much they would charge for this. Would they do that? Would it work? Could I, forget it, and carry on back to my car. And one day I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go in there and have a look. And I went in there, I got a consultation, and I, I swear to God, the guy who the, – the, the consultant, I swear, was wearing a hairpiece. And it was like, when you sat down and he's talking to you, you, you you keep looking up going, is it though? I, don't, I can't work it out. Sorry, my name? Uh, it's Dan, Dan. Is that a
0: hairpiece? Fuck it
1: out. Is it? And his beard as well was very well-groomed, and I was like, he looked like a cartoon character. So I, I wasn't going to judge – the results based on just him, right? So I'm. Mm. I, I get the whole con- consultation thing, and um, part of the the introductory thing, they, they give you like a free sort of sample of what the treatment looks like, and th- there's two things they can do. They can either give you a wig if your hair is really bad, like it's patchy and stuff. They'd shave it all off, and they you know it looks great. But anyway, and there's like a like a regrowth sort of thing. Where it's like a stimulation on your existing hair cells, and what they do, they they put you. I've got a picture here because I was going to share it on social media, but I never did in the end. Basically, they they give you these these glasses which are like protective for your eyes, like UV goggles type things, and they sit you under this lamp, which you don't. It's not like heated or anything. You just sort of sit there, and it's, it's supposed to like stimulate the cells. So the idea is you have repetitive treatments as well as using like special shampoos and things, and then eventually the idea is. Your hair would grow back, but of course, it's not going to you won't like main up like a werewolf, it just re stimulates the cells that you've already your hairline that you used to have basically. So, that was that was me sat under the uh the stuff. <laughs> <I'm fucking dead>. <laughs> <laughs> You never failed to amaze me, Dan. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then, of course, uh, after you get all your consultation, your free business stuff, they then say, right, if you want to continue with this, this is how much it's going to cost. And I was like, hmm. Still cheap compared to actually getting hair plugs, for example, but it's still quite pricey. And I thought, well, this no is the first time I've ever heard about this, Dan. I'm very
2: surprised know, you've kept this quiet until now.
1: I know. So I was like, maybe a couple more months, start saving for it. I can go ahead. And then of course, oh, really? pandemic hit and a lockdown. And then that was, that was it then. So yeah, I'd have a few things done, but I, I draw the line that effectively reshaping my face. I wouldn't have yeah. like, nose jobs. I wouldn't yeah. change. I wouldn't have Botox. And, and I suppose if the if the bags under the ice thing is Botox, then I'd obviously have it, but not like the usual sort of like stiff faced look. Yeah. I wouldn't. You know, change my jawline. Yeah, have three fucking eyelids or something. I don't know what these <laughs> things are. There are people out there who I think look absolutely fine the way they are. Yeah, I still think look beautiful. There's people
2: that have like drastically changed their face. Where I'm just like, there was nothing wrong with you previously.
1: Yeah, like huge lip fillers and cheek implants. I'm like, yeah.
2: Some people are ridiculous about it too. And the thing is, when they actually have it done, they take photos, they look ridiculous, but to them they look most beautiful girl in the
1: world. I'm just like, And weirdly, wow. the comments as well have been very promising. A lot of people have been saying how great they look and almost reaffirming the reason why they did it in the first place. Oh, you're talking
2: about a specific person. I was talking about like a random, random image I that I've be. seen
1: online. Well, you know, even then the comments are still sort of generally going to be quite good, aren't they? They're going to be very supportive and very sort of, oh wow, you look fantastic! And I'm just like, yeah, no, I kind of like the way it was before. Yeah, I don't you- see the reason for it. I don't, I don't know what advantage, apart from bleeding you dry for the cost of it. I don't know why you, you would go through so much change. I mean, for your career, I mean, it's already going great. Hmm. I don't, I don't know what it is.
2: I know who you're talking
1: about. Is it acceptance? I remember reading a comment once Um, from a certain some about a certain someone saying that basically because they don't look right in the eye of what you know what what the status should look like. Yes, their their career hasn't gone as well as hoped. So that's what that's
2: that's what I was thinking as well. I feel like that's a huge part of it. Is but how they may, just... how they may look to people in the grand scheme of things to further themselves.
1: But then, surely it's just it's all false anyway. Like the the yeah. image of being a celebrity and being performant, whatever that might be, like social media. People look on, you know, through people's feeds and go, "Oh, what an amazing life!" Yeah, you only post like a fraction of what your life actually is. Yeah, the, rest it's the of highlights the scenes, it could be shit, right? You could have a really terrible life, but you post a nice picture of a beach. Suddenly, everyone's like, "Oh, what a great life!" Yeah, and, and all you're doing there is just making you look like a permanent social media post. And Instagram this models,
2: have, Instagram models yeah. are the worst for it. Like, none of that so, is real.
1: I don't get it. So the illusion of what the industry is, I think, is just tarnished by, I don't know, everyone before them. It's a shame. It's a shame. The one thing I don't get, though, I mean, yeah, you, know, you you talk about like facelifts and nose jobs and whatever it might be you have done. It's the skin whitening that I just don't understand yeah, either. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Especially just trying to change in the Philippines, the way you look in terms of features, but you're changing the way your skin color is. Like you're almost trying to change identity, completely change yeah. yourself.
2: Especially why? in the Philippines, it's huge. Like, there's yeah, skin whitening soap, soap commercials yeah. every 10 minutes, every break. Because I saw it when I was over there. I was just turning on the TV, just trying to kill some time. Even when I was at the dentist, waiting to get my teeth looked at, soap whitening commercial. So, like, what the hell is this? Why is this? Why is this even a thing? And
1: why are people okay with it? I remember speaking to. Um, a friend, I'm not going to name them. We both know them anyway. And they were saying that the industry wants them to kind of use it. Maybe it's more commercialized or makes them more commercial. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but they sort of refuse it. Cause it's like, well, this is who I am. And I, I absolutely respect them for it. I love them for it. If you look at celebrities in the music
2: industry, Filipino to be specific, Mm -hmm. most of them have used whitening soap or whitening products.
1: It's funny. Now I'm thinking about it. Like when you go to the Philippines and you just see random people on the streets, you know, just in the supermarket over, you know, they look different to the artists that we react to, but you don't really know why. And and I think that's what it is. I think maybe that is the difference. I think Filipinos are darker skinned naturally. Majority, and I just thought maybe it's just depending on where you live. Like if you live for more, for Seyfurt, that's really sick well, they just out. came from mixed
2: families and they just happened to be famous. Yeah, and sing. You know,
1: being from Spanish descent, and all, I thought maybe part of their lighter skin tone was because of maybe mixed ancestry. But now I'm thinking maybe it's just down to the soap. Yeah, fucking soap, mate. Fucking soap, soap,
2: mate. Yep, because they view it, the wider you are, the the higher you are their perception.
1: That's wrong though, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was ah, fucking it's fucking foul. Awful. It's
2: disgusting. I'm not saying that white is disgusting, but the concept that white is. But the thing is, this is a worldwide thing. Like, Yeah. But it's just bad that it's, that's just how it is in the Philippines. And they accept it to the point where there's commercials every break.
1: It just, it angers me that, that, that someone's thought that that's what people want. And people do buy it. It's just yeah. They, it's like it's like they see they see white as being superior, and that's it's really, so str- really bad. It's so
2: strange because when you see like Instagram models, like they'd kill to have their color skin, to be tan and certain like brown complexion. they will kill to have that, and it's the opposite in the Philippines.
1: That's actually interesting because then you people go tanning yeah. all the
2: time, but not in the Philippines. Obviously, they don't need to. They can just walk outside, and, and obviously, because of the color of their skin, but just the fact that it's the opposite. There, they have the opposite mindset.
1: That's really interesting. You're right. I think a lot. There's, there's tanning studios in you know salons. There's people have going ab- abroad to get tanned. Mm. So why is that different? You know, you're using the sun to tan, and where they're using soap to whiten.
2: Because it's integrated in their culture. Now they're raised. Just it's like it's always been like that.
1: Well, here's a question, and I think it's a fair question. When a, a white person goes to somewhere hot, they burn. It's just the way it is. N- native residents of said country don't burn because their skin skin darker. It's, I can't remember the name of it now. There's um, something in the skin, the pigmentation yeah. anyway. Obviously, yeah, yeah. being darker skinned, it absorbs the sun, therefore you don't burn, and that's why people don't tend to wear sun cream who are living in the country that they live in. So if you live in the Philippines where your skin is naturally darker, and you know obviously you don't require sun cream if you whiten your skin do you therefore have to wear sun cream or do you not kind of sure. negate that
2: yeah i'm not sure about that you're changing the color of your skin is your skin able to change back because of the sun Like, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i haven't looked as much into it to how it actually works
1: i've noticed a lot of people using uh, cosmetic surgeries for like i don't know top-ups if you like they they get like regular skin treatment sessions, I think. I guess, and I don't know whether that's to top the whitening up. If it's just to yeah. keep the skin looking smooth, if it's to, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know genuinely what you mean. don't know. Don't know if but it's just whole, to have clear market. skin, or
0: if yeah, it's for like something that.
1: else. Maybe I'm just of the wrong generation to not really understand that. But just the, the mindset of like, cosmetic surgery is one thing, but when you kind of like when your whole life revolves around trying to live up to a certain Look, I think that's just wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there. You are beautiful the way you are. Exactly. Not you, Shane. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking, we missed anything with the whitening? Because it's, it's quite a serious topic. There have been YouTubers that have spoken on this. hmm Think one that comes to mind is Will Dacevich. I can't remember like where he went with the video, but I know he's covered this topic before. I don't know if it's bring awareness to it because I feel like everyone's pretty much aware of it, but just the idea that it's it's normal and that it's okay. That idea needs to change. Yeah, but I don't
1: fancy being the face of that
2: <laughs> coming from a I white don't mind. Well. I don't <laughs> mind, mate. I don't mind. So it's fucking open now, but can of worms. I think they, can, everyone, kind of they can this, all uh, they can all hate me, Dan. They can all hate this guy. <laughs> That's all good. With me. <laughs> I would love to be the face to try and bring some sort of change.
1: I Think something does need to change. I think, I think a lot of it is ingrained in the culture, isn't it? It's sort of like you know, you want to you want to become famous, you have to do X, Y, and Z, and one of those is skin whitening. It's sort of like a like I say, maybe it's perceived to be desirable, so therefore if you want to be picked for something, you have to look the part. But there are so many great, great singers like across the world of so many different nationalities that don't need skin whitening. So I don't understand why it's You know what's it's interesting? Okay.
2: A lot of their favourite singers, majority of them are black. Oh, really? When I'm thinking about, you know, ballads and a lot of the, the artists that they idolise, Whitney Houston, a lot of the current artists today Beyonce, her, these are all black Amer- African American singers. They're darker than them. So, why? I don't understand. I don't understand how it works in the Filipino show business. I'm trying to think of a singer, a popular singer that reflects Filipinos as a whole in terms of skin tone. There's none that come to mind. In terms of a
1: Filipino? In terms of. Like a, someone,
2: is A Filipino singer in the music industry is very yeah. popular. That reflects the skin complexion of the Filipino community.
1: Uh, I have a name, but I'm going to Google before I say the name because I don't want to get it wrong. Asia's Nightingale. Oh, but looking at photo, photos of her over the years, there's one. If you just type in JF Filipino, thought of a bunch of images. Um, one looks like it's from the '89. Eight, uh, in fact, it's dated there. She looks darker than she does now, so she may still have used it, but I don't think she's fully committed.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: But she's the only one that comes to my mind. But then I don't yeah, know I've her s- background either. She, I've she's seen got- her
2: live too. Oh, okay. I was wondering why she, yeah, I was wondering why she's so familiar. So she, was she, at, uh, she was at Ka- it- Katrina's concert.
1: Let's see where she's from. That might influence. Oh my God, her name. Her actual name is Maria Luisa Ramsey Kagastian. Gody Doc.
2: That's a long name.
1: Known professionally as Jaya. This is what I suspected, right? So her family, her parents are from a mixed from Jamaican and Visayan. So uh, her darker complexion could be down to the fact that she's got part Jamaican. Yeah. There. Otherwise, um, I can't think of anybody else who has darker skin complexion.
2: If we go back and look at some of the popular artists right now in the Philippines. I know what you're gonna I'll- say. You can see slight differences in their skin tone mm-hmm. they haven't done it to the point where they're completely white but gradually over time they have lightened their skin to the mm-hmm. point where you may not necessarily notice it unless you go right back
1: it's like to where they're first in the limelight it's so gradual you don't notice it but looking back you can but see but if it, yeah. you look at it
2: now because i've not noticed skin that skin
1: tone the f- either i not only do i think in terms are you talking about of- hair color I'm talking about body shape. I'm talking about potentially.
2: Oh, you gone there?
1: Some work on the face, potentially. I don't. I haven't. That could be a weight thing as well. I don't. I thought
2: know. you were talking about somebody else.
1: Oh right, you're gonna go there. Then also yes. I don't I want to go about.
2: there. I thought you were already there.
1: I'm there. I'm there with you now. i have paralleled and I'm back on a back on the straight now.
2: Because that particular person also has some other things done don't want to say any names. I don't want to get shit on in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be forced to make an apology video, to make an extra episode.
1: Yeah, that was like a bonus feature of episode one, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think it's a fair comment to say that the Philippines is a lesser developed country than other parts of the world. There's a lot of poverty there. We know that, we've experienced it, we've done our charity outreach mm. stuff over the years as well, so we know. So you would think that with their ways of living that they will, and no doubt do, appreciate the smaller things in life. So why don't they appreciate the way they look au naturel?
2: Do we mean as everyone or do uh, we mean as in? people who are pursuing a career in the Filipino show business?
1: I think anyone, more so than everyone. Because Because I I
2: feel like they're both kind of, they kind of overlap.
1: They do. There are probably plenty of people who maybe haven't gone down that route yet, who maybe haven't started a career yet, or maybe want to start a career yet and are considering options. I think they can also be put in the same category. So I just think generally people should just love what God gave them. Unless so, he's blessed you with no tits, in which case. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you need someone to give you an opinion after the job is done, I'm right here. <laughs> 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 I couldn't help <have> myself. <laughs> oh, God. I have a fix for this problem. Get rid of these fucking soap whitening companies, and then it's done. Shut the fucking it's,
1: things down. It's almost like a drug, though, isn't it? You know, it's it's bad for, I mean, not obviously drugs are bad in a different kind of way, but bad for you, but it's a big industry.
2: Oh, yeah. I assume it's easily easily accessible. Like, you don't need anything to get soap wine. You just convenience store. Yeah, and I know. But just saying, like, it's I, a no, big I know, business. but that's like, that's even worse, is what I'm saying. It's just, oh, yeah. It shouldn't be like that.
1: That's a good point, actually. Maybe maybe it should be a more licensed product. Yes. If it has to be sold. But, you know, we can't solve all the world's problems in a day. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I'll let you start it off. Okay. Because uh, I, th- I think you're, you're worded a bit more politely or more…
1: Sensitively.
2: Sensitively than I would.
1: Yeah, it's just a topic that I've thought about from time to time because, you know, I used to do a lot of wedding videos and you'd do a lot of them in churches and, you know, the vicar guy, with the registrar or whoever would give, like, talks, read stuff from the Bible and stuff and you'd start thinking about what they're saying and have your own takeaway on these things and, you know, whether you're religious or not, you can still find something to take away from. And one of the things that I always wondered about really was being like a homosexual. And I want to just clarify that I'm very much straight. I, Me too. <laughs> I have Me a kid. Me too, Dan. Me too. And I am married. Yes. I'm single. But this topic is something single. that I thought for other people. So, yes. you know, I was curious, mainly because <clears throat> of the Philippines, I guess, because the Philippines is, as I understand it, a predominantly a Christian country. And I couldn't help but think, from what I, I'm not an expert in the Bible or anything like that, believe me, I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm just, just things that you hear through the grapevine. Me neither. Good little disclaimer. I, I do wonder how they perceive being gay over in the Philippines, because it's, it's common knowledge that the Philippines has quite a large gay community as I'm sure does most of the world, but the Philippines in this particular example. But they're also quite a Christian country. So I was like, hmm. I'm sure somewhere there was a thing about Christianity and homosexuality being like considered a sin. And I was like, let me research a little bit more about this. Oh. So I, I pulled up a few pages on Google and there's a bunch of quotes I have. Um, And I've bolded a few of actual lines because it's quite a lengthy thing to read. Um, But just paraphrasing, there are definitions within the Bible that say any and all sexual activity which takes place outside of this context is treated as sinful and what Jesus calls sexual immorality. Other quotes include um, both male and female same-sex practice are treated as sinful and also another quote that says, more of like a redemption thing, I, I guess, but it's still considered, I think, negatively. The prospect of forgiveness and eternal life is held out for anyone who turns from sin and puts their faith in Christ. So what that, as I understand that, is saying that, yes, you can still go down your road of homosexuality. But as long as you come back from that and you put it to one side and basically if you if you give up the life of being a homosexual, a homosexual then you can be once again welcomed into the arms of Christ and yeah, yeah. your life of immortality or whatever it is that they promise in the good old heaven there. Um, which again, you know, is basically saying, don't so be you're gay. forgiven. So I was like, so, and I, and again, just going back to the whole Filipino Christian thing, they are quite religious out there. Very religious. They, they follow various aspects of the Bible. So what I just, I just couldn't understand if, Christianity sees gay people as a sin. How is that okay to follow a religion then that deems that unacceptable? If you in are the Philippines, in the Philip, well, anywhere, but yeah, in the Philippines, but
2: specifically itself. in the Philippines, because yes. there's quite a large community out there. Therefore, mm-hmm. under the LGBTQ community, because there's no hiding the fact that there is. So many people that fall in that group. I was going to ask why does it not affect their families and religious side, but I actually don't know if it does affect their religion and how they are with their family. But mm-hmm. and let's use this for an example. I've been in the Philippines where I've used certain dating apps, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's this for? And literally. Maybe every third or fourth person is either gay or transgender. Mm-hmm. Like that's how common it is over there. Where does that fall with their religion?
1: I suppose it's a question that may not have an answer, or we may not. Or be do able they to... just
2: choose to ignore that part of the religion?
1: Well, then, then that, that's a different question, then, isn't it? It's like, well, how how religious are you? Because you are, you can't be half pregnant, right?
2: Okay, this come. Okay, we, I kind of need to say this before we go any further. I'm not the most religious person in the world, although my my nana, who has passed away many years ago, she was a very religious. She was a Christian. Because I I don't fall under the religious side or the LGBT community side. I have no issues with either. So just just we're just curious as to how the two come together. So we just need to make make that make that known in case people think that we're yeah, I hate I this term also, I, because people have said this on my channel very early on they said I was homophobic I'm like I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit about you enough to even feel some type of way so I just want to I want to make that known yeah and I also we're gonna get hate to that, comments so on I, this because it's not a <laughs> it's not a popular topic topic to talk about
1: It's not, they always say, if you want to, you know, have a a conversation with someone, don't involve religion or politics because it starts a heated debate. Exactly. I also want to add and say that, you know, I've got family, um, on my wife's side and my side who are gay. I've got friends who are gay. So I've got no problem with people being gay. And I've got, I know people who are religious. I know people who are complete atheists. So where where I sit on the fence is I'm open to anything, but I, in my I used to believe a lot more when I was a kid and that's because I was probably impressionable as a child and you not believe the stories, so but you're, you, you want to hope, you want to hope that there is something <laughs> explainable, but as you get older and you see more of the world and you see people, what religion does to people, some people and certain belief systems and just what, you know, in terms of the day to day politics of life, you've you then start questioning a lot of things. So it isn't that I've lost yeah. faith as such. It's just that I've no, had no real experience to convince me otherwise.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm That's why yeah. I kind of sit on it. I'm, I'm right there. Yeah, I'm exactly, yeah. Like a lot of yeah. the stuff, it has to make sense for me to believe it. Mm. Like if it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Science and religion is my viewpoint.
2: I'm kind of the same. I need some fucking proof to believe, mm. to believe stuff. If it doesn't make sense to me, Count me out of it, but we're just genuinely curious.
1: Yeah, and actually, just on a slight tangent here, we're sometimes not very often, but sometimes we have people knock on our door from um, the Jehovah's Witness, that kind of thing, or we're just other people trying to preach to us on our doorstep. And the first thing you think of when you open the door is, oh <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you go, <laughs> know, you, know, know. Yeah. you, you <laughs> yeah. know where it's gonna go. I've heard it before.
2: I'm just like, fuck. Now I have to be polite. Like, I'm I'm not, yeah, I'm not, because you're Mr. Nice Guy, you just can't tell them to piss off. Like, you (laughs) you gotta hear hear the whole story. I won't
1: answer the door. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. But in saying that, there have been occasions where I've answered the door. And and for me, it's It's an opportunity not to be horrible, but I do genuinely, they try and preach me, but I generally try and ask them questions and say, well, you're doing this. Okay, fine. And this is what you're telling me about. The Garden of Eden and stuff, and I start saying things like, "Well, how do you know that exists? Have you seen it?" And I start—I can imagine responding. Not trying, to, respond in that not way trying to. to convert them to an atheist viewpoint, but just sort of like make them question things, right? Like they're trying to make me question my everyday kind of thing. You know, why is that okay to be a one-way street? So. I start conversing with them again, not in a horrible way. We generally have a discussion about it. It's quite interesting when you see, when you hear what they have to say. It's like trying to talk to a flat earther kind of thing. You know, it's interesting, yeah. but it's not not that heated, which is kind of nice. I'm just curious as to why the Philippines has such a huge following for Christianity, which the very religion outlaws LGBTQ communities or people.
2: The fact that so many people are openly gay Mm
1: -hmm.
2: means that they obviously majority don't have any issues with that and -hmm. majority are religious. So yeah, why isn't isn't it a big deal when in a lot of other countries like it's a big fucking deal? It's like some families will disown you. Like, It it can get really bad in other countries.
1: In some countries it's a death penalty.
2: It's fucking bad.
1: Which is, so yeah. maybe I mean, that's maybe
2: that's selective when it comes to religion. Who knows? This is As in what they quite, choose to believe within the religion itself.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of the the grey area. Maybe this they just kind kind of where turn a blind with
2: it. just turn a blind eye to that one fact. I but think that's, that's what my, it might be.
1: If you are religious and you follow it to the to the letter, whether you turn a blind eye or not, you're not fully committed, and that then makes you question why. Well, well, if you're happy to turn that leaf over, then why not? Turn a few more leaves, you know why? True. I suppose ultimately. But if and, they've and, turned and, the if they've
2: turned a blind eye to that, then chances are that they've turned a blind eye to the idea that that's a turn to blind eye. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: see that? Yeah.
2: So there's no, there's no issues. We're good. We were just okay, fine. I just get all the happily ever after.
1: But it's like whatever you believe. I mean, the way I see it, and this is just my own opinion, the Bible, as old as it may be, as rewritten as it may be—that's the whole issue for it, it, though. For me, it's just like Chinese whispers, isn't it? Exactly. It, it could, but irrespective of what you believe the the Bible to be, or or how it's written, or whatever it is, ultimately for me, the Bible is just a set of stories, morals. Really, it's just thought-provoking stuff to lead you on a good path of being a good citizen. Like the obvious stuff, don't murder anyone. Don't yeah. shit <laughs> <in> your neighbor's <laughs> drive, for example. You know, there's there's a lot of things you can take away from that. And I, you don't need to be religious, I don't think, to, to see these morals. Just if you know deep down you're a good person, you do things at the kindness of your heart and you, you know, be a good person – that is surely enough, and a lot of that is probably upbringing through you know parents and people who you're surrounded with, but I don't believe it's down to religion to put you on that path. I don't want to make this sound offensive either, so just hear me out Santa Claus, right? We know he's not real, but the kids believe in him, and leading up to Christmas, you know you could tell your child you know if you. Be naughty, you won't be on the good list, and you won't get your presents. And of course, they they all act good, and of course, they get their presents, and Santa's being all that kind of stuff. To me, when you strip it down, there's not really a lot of difference. The Bible is the Santa Claus. So they're the stories that you get told over your childhood to push you on that path to be a good person. It's the same parallel. I'm not trying to compare Santa to God, by the way, it's just uh, an analogy, a metaphor. But it's the same kind of logic in that sense. It's just stories being told through generations to put people on the good path. Cause even down to different religions, some religions have more than one God, some have Mm. different scripts, but the stories are quite similar. So it's just a, like a how to guide of being a good person. Yeah. In my view. And also I think it should be taken as guidance more so than to the letter. So, you know, going back to the is it okay to be gay of course it is you don't have to follow don't forget these these texts <clears throat> were written thousands of years ago right so if you think of just the last 50 60 years there's the whole voting mm. system women can vote some women some even now there's some countries of women can't drive you've got laws for all sorts of things you know abortion uh laws coming in now some places are still making that illegal same-sex marriage is only a recent thing women's rights and equality that's all very recent if you think of thousands of years ago what life must have been like back then of course these texts are going to be rewritten over time just to move with the modern day so of course it's okay to be gay you know you're not murdering anybody and i also you know i I don't appreciate being preached either i think Mm. Believe what you want to believe in whatever religion in whatever religion you want to believe in, that's fine. Just don't let it affect my life.
2: Okay. I understand.
1: <laughs> I'm not having a rant, <laughs> I'm not ranting. I'm just literally just like
2: I think one of the great things about religion that I see is people that have no guidance in life. Or they've kind of hit rock bottom. Don't know what they're doing with themselves or like Looking for the next drink, next puff, next whatever, and they turn to the Lord and they can completely change their life around. I feel like in instances like that, religion is great, even if I don't technically believe in a certain religion. So, in some ways, it's yeah, it's good. It's like it's good for people because sometimes people need something they need, they need something in life to believe in, to turn to when times are hard or just to get through life in general.
1: Yeah. And I know people who have had those experiences and that's yeah, absolutely fine. Like going back to what I just said, you know, you can believe whatever religion you want to believe in. You can hit rock bottom, find the Lord, change life around. Fine. That's on that person. If that helps them get through the hardships, if that helps them change their life, you know go from poverty to being rich whatever it might be and you can put it on luck or fate or the lord is it all the same thing we, no one knows whatever it is that's fine but it's when it's a when it's pushed into your face that this is what you've got to do and that's how you have to behave that's mm. the kind of stuff that's why i think it, it religion can be dangerous but i know we are going off a bit a bit of off topic here Um, But yeah, religion I think is should be taken as guidance. Ultimately, you know, change the rules where you want to change them, make it fit you, but just be the best person you can be.
2: I can agree with that.
1: I still try to be sensitive about that topic because it's it is quite you know it's a big subject and it can open a lot of
2: yeah. I mean, if you were to put me in a religious environment, I'm not going to be disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have any issues with religion I just don't necessarily believe in any sort of religion
1: and actually having done a lot of weddings over my years you know I've done a lot of Hindu weddings I've done a lot of Sikh weddings um Muslim weddings um you know I've it's interesting even though I don't necessarily believe what they talk about and you know read from but it's just it's very interesting to watch and the sort of Ceremonial aspects of the event is always really fascinating, like petals and a little fire, and I'm sure there's all technical words for all this kind of stuff. But it's it's very fascinating to watch, and the colors and it's, it's a beautiful. You know, the weddings are just beautiful to be in. So every religion will have obviously have its own way of doing things, or so weddings or funerals or just life in general. Like if you go to your local church or your local mosque or whatever it might be, they'll all have their way of doing things. And it's just fascinating to to explore that again. It doesn't directly affect me, but it's just really interesting, you know. If nothing else, more than you know, curiosity just to kind of see people's backgrounds and cultures. And you know, I love traveling. You know, that's no big secret. So I love kind of. I've been into temples, you know, and just to just to be in awe of this whole other culture, really that I don't know anything about. So it's really fascinating from an outsider's point of view to explore other religions. If not to uh not to be involved in religion as such, but just to kind of be a part of that for for a day or for an hour or whatever it might be. It's really fascinating. Like I even down it doesn't have to be religion as such, but even just like backgrounds when I mean, it comes to like your natives as well. I find that really fascinating. Mm.
2: Yeah, because we have our own beliefs as well. Just Ex There's yeah. a, a culture.
1: So it's a really fascinating subject. It's A massive subject, but just totally fascinating to me. So yeah, just a a sort of a a general comment, really, for people who might be watching this podcast on YouTube. If you are um, in the LGBTQ community and do follow religion quite heavily, I'd be interested to know your thoughts on this subject and just kind of try and get an understanding, really, as to your mindset.
2: I'm just thinking of the next topic, Drunk Stories. I don't know where to start. I have a, a lot of violent drunk stories as well.
1: Yeah, I think there's some comical ones.
2: I know. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know why it's just the violent ones coming to mind first. Did I tell you about the time I think I did told you I was like stabbed in the back.
0: Yeah. Did I tell
2: you yeah. 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 I think I've told you quite a few actually now I'm thinking about. it. I'm trying to think of the funny ones though. I think there's some funny ones.
1: <laughs> How about the one from the Philippines proposing to fo- Oh no, we talked about that one already, didn't we? The karaoke night we did in um, on my last night, I didn't take the camera. And you just captured all this.
2: Now that I'm thinking about that night, well, why didn't you bring your camera? You were right there. <laughs> we weren't that far from your accommodation. It's very un- unlikely to not bring it, even if it's a drunken thing. Like, I want my I camera with was, me at, at all times. I
1: felt not taking it. I felt like I'd... I've always got it on me and I just felt just being free from it, not having to worry about it or capturing a shot. I was just like completely like just woken up that morning.
2: Yes. I'm like you also, but sometimes I'm like when I'm out and I don't have my camera, I'm like, fuck, I wish I had my camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I always make sure I got it yeah. just in case.
1: I don't know. I think, I think my intent on that night was just to have like a, a drink and some food and then go back or something. I didn't intend on staying yeah, out. You weren't expecting that just, one. No, no, it just completely threw me, so I'm glad you had the camera.
2: I knew a few beers sets the tone right away.
1: Yeah, a few beers and I'm anyone's, aren't I?
2: I mean, I'm exactly the same. A few beers and I'm I'm in a party mood. I always (laughs) am in the Philippines. I love drinking in the Philippines. I still haven't had a drink since New Year's, by the way.
1: That's mad, eh? New
2: Year's Eve. The thing is, I could drink right now if I wanted to. It's not that you know. I've given up drinking entirely, unless I'm going out to have a good night. No reason to have a drink.
1: I think for me, when the weather starts getting warmer and the sun's coming out, and it's just you know, because we 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 don't get that much nice weather, especially over winter. So when we do get it, it feels like a holiday vibe. So you want to kind of go out in the garden, sit yeah, there with a beer, and it kind of it kind of wants you to. It gets you in that sort of mood. Barbecue weather's like, oh yeah, awesome. And if you live like every single day, I suppose you do get kind of used to it.
2: Yeah, and I feel like as someone who's been heavily drinking since a teen, it was only a matter of time before I got to this point where I'm just not going to drink at all. I don't think you understand how much of a pisshead I was back home. (laughs) I had to; If I didn't move, I would have been so bad right now. Oh, really? I would have been a fucking mess. But you're glad you moved? Oh, it's partly why I moved. I need need to change. But drunken stories. Yes. Do you have any you'd like to share
1: with us, Dan? I have a few, um, but I'll just Wallies. share the one. Uh, it's probably one of the worst times um, that you've so been I on Olympus. Well, worst hangovers too. Oh, it was awful. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, picture this: you're on holiday on this beautiful little island in Greece. Beautiful. We booked onto this Greek night, so we were being picked up from the hotel on this beautiful coach, taken off to the mountains. Who's we? Stops me and the ex girlfriend. Oh plot twist. Yeah. Yeah, plot twist. So we get taken up, and, and also other people on the tour. We get taken up to this um, this mountain where we watch the sunset on the horizon. It's beautiful. And then we get taken around a little bit further. Bearing in mind, this is like a winding mountain. The roads are quite narrow. How a coach got around there, I don't know. We get to this place, beautiful restaurant, and it was an all-inclusive experience. So you have all these tables, like a wedding, effectively. You had all these tables laid out with an unlimited amount of wine. White wine or red wine could be massive jugs. And I was like, okay. Now, prior to this event, I'd learned don't mix your drinks, which is a term (sighs) I heard so much through my my youth years. (laughs) And there was one occasion where I did mix them a bit too much. Wasn't a great night. And so from that day on, I was like, right, don't mix my drinks. So fast forward back to this night again. The, The reason why I mixed my drinks prior to that, by the way, was it was red wine, white wine, God knows what. It wasn't good. The red wine... Mm-mm-mm. no, no, no. So back at this Greek night, I'm seeing these jugs of wine and the nearest one happens to be red. And I thought right now, last time, because I'm normally a white wine drinker if I drink wine, normally sparkling wine. But anyway, if I'm going to drink wine, I'm going to just stick to the one. Now the red one's closer. And I thought if I start on that, I kind of have to finish with that. So I committed. So I'm having to wander down this long table to go and get the white one. I'm pouring away and the meal gets brought to you. You get your starters, your mains and your desserts. all great. The wine's flowing. We're having a great time. The Greek dancers are doing like a traditional Greek dance. You know, it's all music. Was It's great. Great evening. Got chatting to this couple next to me. Actually, it wasn't a couple. Two girls. Um, Quite easy on the eye. Hmm. A little bit older than I was, but we all got on great. They were from the north of where I live. So it's kind of funny making fun of the accents. It was all, you know, good, happy vibes. By the end of the Greek night... I couldn't even tell you how much wine I drank. It must have been an enormous amount. Bloody hell. I'm sat on this coach now. Now, I'm in the passenger side, the inside of the, co- of, the of the coach, so I'm on the aisle side, so I can't see at the window. It's dark anyway. Now, as I said earlier, on a mountain, the roads are a bit windy and the bus driver wasn't that slow. I'm starting to feel it, right? So I'm sat in the aisle seat. My ex-girlfriend was by the window. In the opposite side of the of the coach were these two girls that we'd met. You meet these new people, you don't look like a lightweight or embarrass yourself in front of new people. So you're kind of like trying to hold in, contain yourself. And I'm there thinking, Oh, I don't feel so good. Mm, what can I do? Try and close my eyes. Nope, that's not helping. Look outside. It's dark. I can't see anything. And the coach is there like this, you know, breaking and accelerating and going around corners. And I'm thinking yeah, I need to go and sort something out. Meanwhile, I'm also desperate for piss. <laughs> I'm thinking, hmm, this could be a good time to take a piss. And if I feel sick, also let it up in the same time. Two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah. Everything's, everything's great. I look a little further down the coach and I can see the stairs going down. I think, great. I'll just climb my way over to there, get down these steps. Shut the door and everything will be fine. So I did. I crawled down to these stairs, not on the floor, like, you know, it's my microphone stand. So I wasn't on the floor crawling, but like headrest to headrest, get down these stairs somehow without flinging myself out of the emergency exit door, put myself in this in this room and I couldn't find the lock. So I, and, and the door kept swinging open a little bit. So I had to keep like holding on to that. So I'm like one arm, pirate or something. Rah! And I and I whip out me. Yes, you know, Dan. Yes. Start. I was trying to find some comic word then, but nothing came to mind. And there I am, like this, also drunk, going around all these corners, trying to take a straight piss, right? And I have no idea where it's going. So yeah, there's no <laughs> light in the bathroom either, which I thought was weird. <laughs> so I'm I'm just literally flying blind here. Hope for the best. And while this was like happening, I was like, I know I'm aiming down. But it feels like I'm pissing on my shoulder. What? I realised there was a mop hanging in in this room that was must have been obviously wet or something. And it's just brushing my shoulder and I was like, oh, that's that's horrible. This now I'm I'm there doing this, trying to see what I'm doing, trying to hold myself against the window so I'm not like, you know, going around flying myself around this whole room. And the door's still flapping about, so I'm, I'm exposing myself to gobbledygook. <laughs> and it, as it turns out, as well as vomiting all down myself, I was also not in a toilet. I was in a cleaning cupboard, hence the mop. I'm pissing into what I think was the, the mop bucket, probably pee all over the floor, all <laughs> over the walls. I got red wine bearing in mind, red wine vomit down my shirt. Oh, my brand God. new. I'd ruined my shirt. And because I had the mop, the mop dripping on me, and God knows what all over me in sweat, because it was warm. You know, I'm a bit sticky around the leg area because of the, you know, the heat and stuff. So I'm trying to pull my shorts up, and I, and you know what it's like when you try and pull wet clothing up. It just sticks to your leg, and you, I just couldn't get it over me. And my ex-girlfriend comes down the steps, mortified. <gasps> She's like, come on, we gotta go. So I'm there, like trying to wrap everything up and I I swear to God, I have no idea. I tried my best to pull up my shorts, but I have no idea whether I was hanging out of my shorts or not. And oh my god. god. I was praying to God my shirt was covering my bits because I otherwise I'm on show. Not only was I thinking <laughs> I was gonna be pulled out of this toilet, which weren't toilets, to be put back on this on the coach, but in fact we were being kicked off the coach. What? So I had to walk down this whole aisle full of people, potentially with my knob hanging out.
0: <laughs> oh kicked my off God. The
1: coach. Oh my God. It was awful. And the coach driver said he'd come, like, drop everyone off, come back and pick me up, and we'd get taken back to our hotel. And in fairness, he did. But I don't remember much else from that night.
2: Oh my God. Can't <laughs> so take well, you. You knew he did.
1: <laughs> I woke up the next day, looked at my shirt, and I was like, oh, God, there's red stains all over the shirt. Oh, God. Shorts were been chucked to one side of the room. Oh, my did God. Did you have
2: any then, recollection of that prior, or did you kind of just have to figure out what happened? Or you remember the whole thing? Pretty much as I
1: described it, it's kind of how much, how much I remember it. Okay. I was just there wondering. Because usually if, girls, something
2: like, if something like that happens to me, There's a huge part of it. I just don't remember if I'm that bad. And then I kind of just, I just figure out by looking at myself the following day, okay, this (laughs) must've been what happened.
1: Yeah. I kind of wish I, I also had no recollection and and no potential piece puzzling. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. I do remember a lot of it. Apart from after I got off the coach, maybe that fresh air hit me and I'd forgotten a lot. I don't know. I think if I get a bit tired as well, my brain loses its short term memory. So I (laughs) don't remember much. Sadly, maybe I've retold that story that many times that it's now just ingrained in there forever. And then to make it worse, apart from feeling like I wanted to die, just out of embarrassment more than anything, uh, the two girls, by the way, stayed on the coach. I never spoke to them again. We went on a different tour like a few days later for this island hop thing, and we got picked up by a coach, and it was the same coach driver.
2: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) And he said to me, are you feeling okay today? And I went, Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Dan, Dan, Mr. Nice Guy, in a state. I feel like I've kind of seen you close to that sort of state in the Philippines. Like if we had stayed much longer, we just keep drinking, cause kept drinking because I could have kept drinking a few, more buckets at least. But I feel I like it if you were, as well. I feel like if you were to carry on, might have seen a glimpse of that
1: Dan. Not gonna lie, because <laughs> <laughs> you were I, definitely on one. I blame the mountainous roads for that story. And the lack of a toilet. That's hilarious. I think it depends on what I drink as well. Because sometimes if I, like I drank a bottle of, no, I drank two bottles of Carver, and the next day I was hungry. I was pretty bad. I wasn't, I think I was sick that much, but I was pretty much bedridden until like 4 or 5 p.m. That's just two bottles of wine effectively. But, you know, I think wine affects me more. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, the me vodka too. The story. So, do you, know, do you ever do that thing where before you go out on a night out, you have like pre drinks at your mates? Yeah, still doing yeah, this okay. shit now. <laughs> just, just making sure that wasn't like just a thing that we did. Okay. That's so, I was at my thing. friend's house and he gave me a pint glass and filled it half with vodka and half with like a Red Bull or something. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go, 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 and drank all that. And then he gave me another one of the same. So, another half a pint of vodka and an energy drink. Mm-hmm. and so go to his house you got to take your shoes off right so there's we're com- we're the, I, the hate now. I hate those yeah, houses I hate those houses so we, we had to leave for this night out and the taxi comes so we go downstairs and I can barely put my shoes on I'm just like falling all over the place oh, I God. was fucking shit faced I barely made the taxi ride I got to where we wanted to go and they wouldn't let me in the club I was yeah. trying to count my money trying to my like, get my to get into the club and I was there like with my change and all over the floor like trying to find where my money all went I've kicked people like you out of clubs then (laughs) (laughs) my mate just put me back in the taxi and sent me home so my night out was basically pre-drinks and as I was walking for some reason I don't know why this was the case because I I wasn't really aware what was going on the taxi dropped me off in the next road to where I actually lived it might be a safety thing actually like from a mate's point of view I don't know, but I had to walk around the corner and then, like, to my mum's. And all I can remember is texting my friend to say that I got home. And I just had, like, in my peripherals, I saw the ground getting closer, and then I realised I was on the floor. (laughs) I just collapsed. And then I managed to scramble up. I got to my mum's house. I'm knocking on the door. And all my my mum said to me, like, all she she saw when she opened the door was me on the floor (laughs) against against the door. My phone, which I dropped... (laughs) under the camper van luckily not smashed unlike me and uh, yeah they, got, they pulled me in and it, this is like probably not even 11 o'clock at night you know i was pretty wasted it's, it's i was awful
2: i'm not gonna lie i've had some i've had a lot of bad experiences on the piss but i've also had, had a shitload of nights out i don't even know where to start with my stories some of my stories are quite violent although and. To be fair, I feel like a lot of them weren't started because of me. I feel like it's just wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of a story to share because you've been quite open about this. Like yours are quite funny, quite humorous. My aren't humorous, they're quite fucking <laughs> bad. They're really bad. A lot of my nights that I've been like pretty drunk, I've actually got videos of it. Before I started my YouTube channel, my main channel, Mm -hmm. had another channel, which was my music channel, but I kind of switched it up and I started vlogging on the piss. But it wasn't really a vlog. It was just me recording all drunk shit. And I'll make compilations of it with my friends and have like a little intro of them with their names popping up with intro music. It's kind of like a drunk TV show, reality show. I don't know if I should be showing you. I think it's just better to show you my state because all the stories I've got is just—I don't even think there's any humor in it. Mate, I'm not proud of my
1: moments either, but at least I marginally. Humorous. You've got quite—you've
2: got a bit of a story to yours though. Mine are just this was how I was.
1: Yeah, this happened, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, this happened, and yeah, there's yeah, there's no build-up or anything. This isn't even really a story, but this is something that happened. i um, obviously mm-hmm. still the teen living at home. <laughs> Fuck, I can't believe I got this drunk. I can't even tell you how old I was. I think I might have been 16, 17. I used to go out every weekend, every couple of nights a week. I'm still going to school and that. And I remember one – well, I don't remember this, but this is what this is what mum told me the following day. <laughs> um, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and going to the toilet. In my mind, everything must have been inverted, like the landscape of the house. Like, so – the toilet is this way, right? But in my mind, the toilet was this way. <laughs> and opposite the toilet, there's a pop plant. So instead of the <laughs> first thing in the toilet, I pissed on the wall in the pop plant." <laughs> Fucking terrible. That's not even the worst part of it. Because everything was inverted, my room was back this way. Instead of going this way, back into the room, I went this way. And into that room. <laughs> and this room obviously wasn't my room. But I was just like, Dad, Dad, what are you doing in my bed? Get out. Get out of my bed. I was like pushing it up. I was like, get out of my bed. And I was literally like climbing his drives to get them off my bed and so I could go to sleep. Cause I must have been sleepwalking as well. Mm. Like half drank half sleepwalking and my mind is confused. And somehow they must have convinced me that, no, my room is not where they're sleeping. It's in my room where my room is. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I woke up the next day hung over a shit. I can just remember the, the look on my mum's face, just like, for fuck's sakes, boy. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's like one of the lighthearted stories. That's not even a story in comparison to some of the shit shows I've been in.
1: Well, at least he didn't take a shit.
2: Think, who <laughs> <laughs> think these other situations? <laughs> no,
1: nah, I don't think I've ever been that bad. My uncle shat in his bed once. <laughs> was he pissed? Mm, I think so. I can't remember, I would I can't hope remember how so. to tell the story. He <laughs> a lot of beer, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the, the the probability that he he was most likely. He was, he was with a girlfriend, and he was probably in his like thirties or whatever forties. <laughs> Might be I mean, you one he, um, day then. <laughs> <No. laughs> Runs in the family. He was with his girlfriend or ex girlfriend. I can't remember who now. Ex girlfriend actually. And he just he just shot on her chest. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He was drunk and he. Must have you just, just
2: made this sh- the title dead? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. He just said, I'm sure he just like woke up, but maybe he's just like, obviously, like you, a bit confused, bit of drinking him. He just sort of took a shit on her. Why? I don't understand.
2: Was he inverted
1: as well? <laughs> I don't even know. But it's not the first time he's done a shit in his bed either.
2: <laughs> Who other chist does he shed on?
1: Well, that was just the one occasion I don't think they were together much after that, but they were I suppose on the bright was a, side
2: as glad it was the chest, and not the face
1: silver lining, yeah, there was an occasion, maybe it's the family, I don't know, but he said there was an occasion where there was they've got a dog had a dog, the dog's gone into the bedroom and took a shit in the bed. It was all over the covers and everything. Oh maybe it is the dog then, well, that time was, but the on the chest thing was him. <laughs> I mean, that's not really a story you want to share, but he's quite open no. with that, so I don't think he would have made it up. It doesn't paint him in a good light.
2: No. He's getting married this year. It's a good wedding story.
1: Yeah, it is, isn't it?
2: I just thought of another story. It's not really a story, but it's something that happened. The night of my 21st birthday, <gasps> it, was, it was pissing down raining. We ended up having it at the house. It was somewhat of a last minute thing because the way things are back home, you can't drink past a certain time when you're hiring out venues. Like there's a mm-hmm. curfew and it's usually around, I think it, it used to be midnight, but before that it used to be like 3 a.m. And then I think at the time it was like 10 or 11, which obviously isn't enough time for 21st. So we ended up having it at the house. We had like this big tarp set up in the backyard Then it was pissing down so it kind of, Kind of made it harder to set everything up, and because we had like my dad's DJ gears outside, it was a hard, hard birthday. Because my, my parents would always talk about you know, the dad turned 21, how dad was going to DJ, it's going to be a you know, huge piss up, but obviously, he didn't make it to see my 21st. Anyway, I got a fucking shit face. I don't remember anything past midnight. And I think we we're all going to at least 5 a.m. in the morning. So I have a mixture of friends, like, like there's JB, and then I've got a group of friends that are all Samoan, some Maori friends. Well, anyway, my mom told uh, the Samoan friends <laughs> that they're free to help themselves to the food because we had a shitload of food. Throughout the night, they ended up taking a whole fucking, <laughs> a whole tray of, of meat my mom told them to help themselves but not take the whole fucking tray of food oh <laughs> so they took a whole tray of food. It's all good we still had plenty of food there, but just that little fact was hilarious. But when I woke up in the morning, not only were there like mates like crashed out all over the fucking house, but I woke up next to half a cooked chicken next to my head. <laughs> I literally woke up and looked it looked it in the eye I was like, what the fuck? And then I, I got up, went into went into the kitchen, and get drink of water, and then I seen my my auntie was uh, came down for it as well. And I remember looking at it, and she just had the most disgusted look on her face, like "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like, I must have been in pretty bad shape, because yeah, there's like five hours unaccountable.
1: Like, you didn't screw the chicken, did you? I hope not. Did you eat the chicken the next day? Yeah, I did.
2: Yeah, there's still good oh, food. Still oh. good food. I was hungry. <laughs> Made a chicken sandwich. There wasn't no plate, just on the pillow. <laughs> I'm just like, why? Why is this happening? That's brilliant. Oh, God. I don't know if I want to share this one. This is a good one. So it's on the piss one night. As you do, I was was in the mood anyway. By the end of it, I was chatting to this girl. It was a girl actually I knew from school. It's not someone that I probably would have gone there with at school, but she wasn't bad either. Anyway, we uh went back to the house, not not my house, her house, as you do, Mm -hmm. and as two people do, it's two people, yes, two people do. You you do stuff, get it done during the during the stuff. Uh, I fell asleep. <laughs> That's not even funny. Not even funny. Like, I, I, I fell sleep in, in this position too.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
2: Anyway, as I woke up, she was next to me asleep, ended up crashing out. As I opened my eyes, I could see the shadow at the end of the bed. And I looked up <laughs> and I was like, I was like speechless, I didn't say anything. But it was her partner at the time. <laughs> and I knew this guy. I knew oh, him. Oh shit. And he looked like he wanted to cry. He, oh. ended up, he ended up walking around. That's not even the worst part. Everything was hanging out. So I was looking at him, and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Shit. So it was like a sleep out area. He walked around the curtain, sat down on the couch. I could see him, it was like a curtain covering around the bed, some sort of fucking see thing. Anyway, he went and sat down. He was just like, just like this. As I was heading my way out, I was like, sorry, sorry, bro. And it, she also woke up at the same time. And I, as I left, she looked like, oh, fuck, she's got to deal with this shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll text you later. And then I just walked <laughs> home. <laughs> it was bad. <back. laughs> it's like some movie shit. Like, I never thought that would ever happen to me.
1: Did you know she was seeing somebody? Maybe But the thing is <laughs>
2: This is palming mate Like You just you, Sometimes you don't know They could have been They could have not been Shit happens But yeah I told her Yeah I'll text you later And did you? Yeah Was she okay?
1: You, yeah Are they still together? No <laughs> Because of that?
2: I, well, I don't know I don't know But I know she is with one of my other mates from school.
1: It's oh. funny because
2: I thought, I thought he was going to do something. Like I thought what I was thinking in the moment, I was like, fuck, I need to quickly pull my shit up so I can knock this guy up because I thought that's most normal people would do that. You would yeah. hit, you would hit the guy. So I was prepared to knock, knock him out if I had to. But the thing is he knows that I back then I had beef with one of his friends, one of his good friends. So that's why I was like, fuck, of all fucking people,
1: this fucking guy.
2: Yeah. But he yeah, yeah. yeah, he was quite the opposite. I was surprised. He was very upset.
1: How long were they together for?
2: I'd say a while. A little while. Because I've known I've known I kinda knew her and him to have been together. I assume they were together at the time. For him to drop by like that.
1: I'd ask if she's any if she was if it was if she was worth it, but then I suppose if you fell asleep.
2: I was drunk kind of as little. shit. I was drunk as shit. <laughs> yeah. I was tired too, obviously. <laughs> 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 literally fell asleep I fell asleep like this <laughs> <laughs> not one of my proudest moments
1: no we've all that out unfortunately there are worse I did something similar as well I want to clap so you don't put it in the video just sort of because you can so <laughs> I applauded what? myself here. Are we get to We got to This is a good one, eh? <laughs> is good you can't use it.
2: Yeah. I thought we were applauding because it's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the grand <game> finale. <laughs> the episode ender. thing is, Dan, what if I put this in and you just look like a clapping idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Telling
1: a story. <laughs> no, nah, I won't put true. it in. That's true. That's <laughs> true.
2: Are we going to do the next topic?
1: So drugs. They're drugs. a bit shit, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Very bad. We found out, maybe it's because of lockdown and everyone's at home a lot more often, that you start seeing things in the neighbourhood that you maybe knew were there, but maybe didn't know how frequent it was there. And we realised that our neighbours a few doors down, like a bit of smoky on the wacky backy, And I wouldn't mind that much, you know, people can do what they want in their homes, but it's all in the garden and it drifts over our way and you you can smell it in your house, you you know, your windows could be shut, but you could still smell it in the house. Don't you ever be like... (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) No, (laughs) I really hate it. And I've got a kid as well and it's like, I don't want everything all that crap in and it really bothers me and it it just, like I say, if they were just smoking it like now and again... Fair enough, but it's it's quite a lot, and it's worse because I get people coming around quite frequently. Even during lockdown, people were still coming over. And they're on the driveway, just like dishing out bags of this stuff, and I'm just like, mate, it's daylight. What are you doing? There's no subtlety to it, and it really annoyed me. The one day, and it, I took some photos.
2: Oh, must have investigated then.
1: My wife. Funny enough, my wife was reporting them coincidentally the same time I was taking these photos. I've called it drugs on my phone because you know you gotta Teamwork now, I'm not makes gonna, the dream work. I'm not gonna show faces.
2: This expose those bastards.
1: But this does not look like a bag of sandwiches.
2: Oh no. And then definitely not looks like a bag of good
1: times. This one looks like you are your tats. I realise for our audible viewers, um, you're not going to know what we're talking about. So basically just pictures of people who have their faces holding bags of what looks like marijuana.
2: And to be fair, that's one of the kind of drugs.
1: Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's, I think that's part of the problem is it's so easy to obtain <laughs> that everyone's doing it.
2: Have you seen Friday, the film? Friday. Friday. Yeah. Oh, just, it, just, I don't know, just brought back memories of that film. Because there was a lot of <laughs> lot of weed smoking And Chris Tucker stars in it Chris oh, Tucker yeah, and Ice Cube Yeah Chris Tucker and Ice Cube I can't remember how the saying goes But i I just from remembering this His oh, character yeah. Smokey He said something along the lines of Weed is from the earth God put this here for me and for you <laughs> Just like the way he says it with his <laughs> voice I don't know why that came to watch anyway (laughs) yeah it is one of those i can can picture that yeah
1: yeah. it's legalized in some countries or certain states and there are medical reasons so i i I get the whole argument and people trying to make it legal and whatever but i just hate the stuff and it's probably no worse than alcohol ultimately but it's just maybe by definition that's what it's classed as it used to be a thing that I think part of it is association as well. So, like when I could smell it, you, it's funny, you know. You, no one tells you what it is, but you know what it smells like.
2: Have you ever? Have you ever got stoned? No. in your lifetime, you never.
1: I've never, I've never smoked anything. Oh, fun fact, I've never smoked anything in my life.
2: Interesting. Wish I could say the same.
1: <laughs> you know, I've got family who've smoked smoked weed now and again, just like if it was yeah. a one-off occasion, or even just in their younger days. But when I went to school. Well, okay. So, partly, my mum and dad and most of my family smoked cigarettes anyway. So, I, I was always told never to smoke, blah blah blah. And when you see the damage it's doing to them, and, and the smell, and and the, I used to walk into their houses, and my eyes used to get so tired. So, I was never into smoking anyway. I, I always hated it. They're sickening. Smoke. Then, come, yeah, it's just the worst. <laughs> then there's like school, right? So you, you the other people who would go for their crafty fag. Fag was a not a slang term for. Gay, no, I know. Just, yeah, I know. I know. yeah. you never know. Certain countries have different slang words. So, uh, cigarettes. I so think
2: British cigarette. and like Australia, New Zealand, some of the some of the slang.
1: Okay, maybe it's just Americans that have a different. Yeah, it's just Americans
2: that don't fucking understand stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, <laughs> they're, they're, so they're cigarette, right. It's different. So you get different. the same kinds of people that go in the bushes in the back of the bike sheds or whatever, and, and they're always the the scum of the earth kind of people, and they would be the ones also who would be smoking this. This marijuana stuffing, you know, like, I don't know where you're going to get it from, anyways, but you're somehow getting it. And it's, so it's always that association like, you'd be on a, a public bus and you'd be on the top deck of a double decker and you'd just smell it from like the guys at the back. And you're like, fuck, mate, just it's it. So for me, it's the association with like scum. <laughs> <laughs> so Not the tiniest yeah, yeah. everyone with the same brush, but in my experience, to yeah. smoke that are the same kinds of people who I yeah. never want to be associated with. So <laughs> when the neighbours are smelling it and everything, I'm just like, I don't want to be living around this, this neighbourhood.
2: It's so funny because it's kind of normal back home. Whenever I'll be on the piss somewhere, even like as a teenager, there's always someone that's getting stoned. Like It was just almost considered the norm. Now, the one drug that I have an issue with, and I have a few close friends that have had some problems on this because it's just it fucking, it fucks up your whole life, and that is Meth. Pee. And even that is quite common back home too A lot oh, of my really? friends yeah, sure. It's quite easy to get I've even been in situations where I'll be on the pits And I'll be you know, having a good time And then I'll be wondering like, w- Where's my bro at Like, I thought we were going to keep drinking And then I find my way into the bathroom And I see him and his boys All fucking Their arms and the needle And they'll ask me if I want to have go I'm like no fuck off and I just end up leaving There's been so many scenarios where I could have because I've just been offered it. Just I don't know why people do this shit, but no, I just, I I've always hated that. Like I don't care so much about marijuana. It's the fucking meth. Yeah. It's shocking. And actually, I, I don't know if I should mention this. Actually, fuck it. They're not going to watch this. One of my cousins back home, her partner has, well, he's currently in prison, I think. And he's had huge problems with, with pee, with meth. Now, I don't know if I sent you the, the article, where she actually ended up being interviewed on multi-television back home.
1: Yeah, I remember About that.
2: her partner's addiction. I think back then, like, they were working through it. Like, he was working on getting clean, and then maybe, like, a year or two later, he's back on the shit. Recently oh, locked up again, put a firearm on police. Just like, oh. what the, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it's, I don't know why people do this shit. I've also never liked this guy, too. Few run-ins. I can imagine. Um, yeah, I wanted to just rip his head off. I d- <laughs> just didn't like him. It's, it's weird, though, because I always tell... I would always say things in my family. This is what I see, and this is what's going to happen. And then they completely ignore it, and then it eventually happens. And, like, no one fucking listens.
1: Well, it's good that you got the power of foresight, really. For I mean, you can see some things coming a mile away, can't you? you this is the kind of... I don't know if it's the environment or the behaviour the surroundings. It's just something that's like almost triggers the same things. It's like me. I like eating chocolate. I want to lose weight. So stop fucking eating then. There's nobody who can be with eating chocolate. <laughs> Mr. But is, nice though, it's Guy like If you don't then. change your behaviour, if I did the shopping, maybe I wouldn't buy those things. So I wouldn't therefore have that need to go to the cupboard if it's not there, right? It's so funny so, how you make that
2: comparison. That's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's shit. I mean, it's, yeah, weed's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just, it's still something that I'd rather not be around. If you talk about, you know, people getting jacked up and stuff, there was one thing that surprised me. was talking to a friend who works for a design agency. I'm not going to name names, of course. Um, But her boss and some of the colleagues, bearing in mind, they're probably in their 50s, 40s, 50s. They'd go out, like, pubs and clubs or whatever, just to, you know, for a, a company drink or whatever it is, you know. And they'd be on cocaine. What? Wait, I've got are you a serious
2: That is so interesting that you brought this up because I don't know if I told you about my, my New Year's
1: Eve recently. Other than that you haven't drank since then.
2: <clears throat> yeah, well I ended up it was kind of a weird one, like it wasn't the New Year's Eve that I expected. Anyway, I ended up drinking with one of one of my mates. And that one girl that I told you about here that is from there, from where you are? Do you remember oh that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I ended up meeting up with her. It ended up being after midnight at a house that she was house sitting, and <laughs> this was the last time I've seen this girl too. Anyway, it was kind of weird because I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm out of touch because I don't usually go out. But I wasn't expecting it just because we're all around the similar age. For some reason, these guys, everyone there, a small group of us, they were all desperate for cocaine, and they eventually got some, and then. I don't know if, yeah, they snorted the shit. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, are oh we God. are we in, like, fucking high school doing this shit? Like, I just, I didn't expect it for that age. I'm mm-hmm. just wondering why they needed it, because this was towards the end of the night. This isn't the start of, you know, building up to New Year's Eve. Like, we're, we're towards the end, but you need this to continue on. And I just didn't understand. And she even took some too. She had some sort of reasoning behind it. I'm just like, this is, like, I'm kind of... I'm not feeling Reasoning the scene. For I'm it. not feeling the scene. Yeah, I'm not feeling the scene anymore. The scene's completely changed. I thought I was just having a few drinks. And it completely put me off. Not entirely, but because I was still messaging her the following day. You but still did with her? No I, didn't, I, no, I didn't go there. She ended up being upset throughout the night. I think she, she said she lost some family to COVID. And I don't know how that – I can't remember what she said because I was kind of pissed at the time as well. But somehow that tied into her wanting to take that for the family. I don't fucking know. I don't understand. But now that I'm looking back on it, it was yeah, it was it was a bullshit scenario. But the fact that everyone was so just casual about it. Mm. The thing is, I probably I probably put cocaine slightly below meth because I feel like meth is more fucks with you more, just based on what I've seen. But it's still okay. fucked. It's still fucked.
1: But I just yeah, can't I believe just... how easily accessible all these things can be. I mean, well, there was a time <laughs> where it was just like, who do you, even if you wanted to, who would you go to? And then suddenly it's like, we, yeah, it's every. Easy, yeah, it's quite easy. Yeah.
2: It's quite easy. Like when I first moved here, one of my mates I used to work with, he would always buy a weed by like the bag. Mm. Like, I think it was like 400 a bag, a huge fucking bag. And he'll get it delivered to him at work on his lunch break. I was just looking at this guy. I was just looking at this guy. And he's just like, yeah, here's the way to the guy, just holding the bag, puts it in this car. I'm just oh looking at this guy, you fucking mess. I've never seen a board in that quantity. Usually it's like, you know, I don't know if they call them tinnies where you are when they're in the tinfoil.
1: Mate, I don't even, I'm not even in that world. I've no idea what the lingo is.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that whole cocaine incident, oh, I was like, fuck this.
1: But you know, like we were saying in one of the earlier parts of this podcast, talking about, I think it was a whitening soap. People shouldn't really use it. It's it's a ridiculous product, but it's a big industry. You can't just cut off all drugs because
0: I just whacked myself with the testicle.
1: For fuck's sakes, mate!
2: What is going on?
1: <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um. So yeah, like to get rid of all drugs would be ideal for me, but. Obviously, you know, in terms of like illegal drugs, I mean, would be ideal, but it's such a huge industry in some countries as well. Like not to point the obvious, but you look at South America, it's a massive multi, probably billion dollar industry. So there's always going to be people out there dealing stuff. It's just one of those things, facts of life. In fact, with social media and the internet and everything, I think it's made everything a lot more accessible. Even if mm. it's like black market shit, it's just, if you know where to look, you know where to look. Oh man, I wish I was back in the nineties again. It was such a better time back then.
2: What oh, for drugs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or lack of. But just everything just seemed better. Like, there's not any any stress back then. Like life was much happier back then.
2: You were a child then, of course it was better.
1: <laughs> That's probably you're why. not going to
2: see it as a child.
1: No, I think I you find,
2: I think you'll find it was just as bad. Absolute joy and bliss of being oblivious to it all.
1: I look at my daughter and, and I just think. God, you don't even know. <laughs> not, not not just drugs, but like the shit in this world, the politics, the war. Oh, the it's farming. all shit, isn't it? This whole oh. world is a big shit show. When you think of all the shit going on and all the constant bickering, you go, what is it for? What are we all doing here? What is the point? If this is the best of humanity, mm. we deserve to go extinct.
2: That, that's a question itself, though. What is the point of all of this? And there's hey. the one thing that keeps coming back to mind. It's the one thing that everyone is searching for. Well, most people. What's that? Love.
1: We could just end that right there, to be honest. <laughs> we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah we ended there. Maybe love is all we need.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the song's come to my, my mind. Love, love will keep us together. <laughs> Do you know that song? What
1: I had, um, is it The Beatles? All you need is love. Oh, yeah, yeah, Thank you guys very much for watching or listening to this episode. We hope you stick around for future content. And, of course, if you're new to the channel, do check out our previous parts slash episodes as well, and we hope you enjoy those too. See you next time.
2: Thank you very much. about to
1: say